Yeah! Hello, and welcome to Riffs on Riffs, where we explore the collision of original and sample tracks and the artists who made them. I am your host, Joe Watson. I'm here with my co-host, Toby Braswell. Tobe, Tobe, what's going on? Oh, man, little this, little that. I feel like we're going to crush some dreams today, Tobe. You know why? Why is that? Well, first of all, you and I both just learned that the Hanukkah miracle is actually not a thing. Right. Which blew both of our minds. Totally blown. Mine completely blown. But l- let us cite the source for that because I don't want to get a lot of <laughs> a lot of hate email. It's a coming. rabbi. Right, right. So, so <laughs> that we've never met. That we've but, never met. But allegedly. Seven. But allegedly. Now the other thing is is I I feel like our producer, Isabel, who is a self described Joe Bros fan, is, yes. is going to look at them a little bit differently she after might. this episode. There's a very good chance. So I feel a little bit bad. But anyway, together on this show, we listen to the legendary tracks and the timeless but sometimes not so well-known songs that they sampled from. And Tobe, what is this one? What are we listening to? We are listening to Only Human by the Jonas Brothers. It's the third single off their latest album, Happiness Begins. Boy, Happiness Begins as soon as you walked in, buddy. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you kindly. Because, you know, your, your dance moves in the studio <laughs> while we record the show have been well chronicled. And I would like to assure our listeners that we are we are absolutely doing a public service by not live streaming these episodes. <laughs> but I gotta say, Tope, even for you, the moves seem a little bit off today. Now, now, I think I might know why that is. But why don't we hop in the DeLorean and see what track was sampled to make this hit? I think it all makes sense then. Alrighty, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> If I could see the faces <laughs> yes, of, of our, our listeners. listeners. <laughs> right. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, if it's possible, Tobe, can, can you just take a little break from all the dancing and uh, tell the good people, like they don't know, right. what we're listening to? We're listening to a song that goes by many names. Some call it the bird song mm-hmm. or the birdie song, sure. but most call it the chicken dance. Yeah, Tope, did you ever think we'd be talking chicken dance on this show? Man, listen, after you cover Watts Biggers oh, it's true. and the underdog theme song, mm-hmm. nothing is off the table, my friend. That's true. Nothing's off the table. You can only get this type of content on Riffs and Riffs. <laughs> That's true. Well, let us also give a shout out to show listener Don, who Yay! brought this lovely connection to our attention. Absolutely. Dawn is a friend of mine and asked me about these two songs and said that she and her husband had a spirited discussion about whether the Jonas Brothers sampled the chicken dance for this song. And Mm -hmm. at first, I got to be honest, at first I was thinking like, no No, way. No, not a chance. No way. And then I listened to them again and I'm like, way. (laughs) Right. Way. Which is pretty much the same (laughs) response that I gave you. So, yeah. Look, we're not actually implying that the Jonas Brothers deliberately set out to sample the chicken dance for their own hit, but honestly, the similarities are just too close Seriously. to not at least point them out. So why don't we get into a little bit of history of the chicken dance? So the chicken dance is a song that was composed by an accordion player by the name of Werner Thomas in the Swiss town of Davos in 1957. It's what we call an oompa. Oh, an oompa. oompa. You, mean, you mean like this. Oompa. Yeah, it's an oompa. Isabel, do you, you, you feel your, your, your feet moving? <laughs> Inside joke, people. Well, well, sort of. The Oompa Loompa song does have a similar vibe. Yeah, so, I mean, this, this, I don't know. Did this movie scare you as much as it scared me? I love this movie. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. 
I love it. Uh, the snorsel just tastes like snorsel. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That movie's great. All right. So, I mean, I love me some Dean Wilder. But anyway, an oompa tends to include a lot of traditional German, Austrian, Swiss, and Eastern European influence. It's not defined as just one type of music, but it encompasses a variety of styles, including polkas, marzukas, shodishes, waltzes, and landler. And I think I probably pronounced half of those wrong. You did a good job with that, buddy. I'm just going to roll. I'm impressed. Well, the word oompa is a term to describe the sound of the downbeat played by the bass and tuba. And the offbeats are played by other instruments to provide an accompaniment for the melody. Well, let's get back to Thomas Werner. He composed the song while he worked as a restaurant musician at a Swiss ski resort. He first came up with the melody in 1955 and then spent the next couple of years revising it. So at the resort, he saw countless skiers travel up and down the mountains, and he thought that their movements resembled a specific type of bird. And when he was done creating the movements, he called it der Intertanz, the duck dance. Ooh, what was it? Do it again. Der Intertanz. Der Intertanz. like it. <laughs> The song was written in 1957, but it didn't become a dance craze until 1981. It has since been recorded in 370 different versions by artists in 42 different countries and has sold more than 40 million copies. This song. Like, people are buying this song. Buying this song. (laughs) Paid money. Paid money. I don't know, man. I got nothing. And then took it home. Yeah. So they could could listen to it some more. (laughs) Crazy. So the song was heard by Belgian producer Louis van Regimenant, and he had lyrics created through his publishing company called Intervox Music. In 1973, Van collaborated with Bobby Setter's Cash and Carry Band to produce the song as a single. Let's take a listen to that. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Synthesizers everywhere. That is, that is back in the day with those synths. the synthesizer. I don't like it as much now, but I back in the day... Uh, you I know, like I it. dig the synths. It's the song that's already it's starting to grate on you. It's the song. Well, apparently, Thomas wasn't crazy initially about the synthesizers himself, but I have a feeling when the single sold over a million copies in a year, he probably thought a little bit differently. So, the real benchmark for success was in 1980, when a Dutch band by the name of De Electronicus released an instrumental version as the B-side of a single that got some major play in the Netherlands. Oh, I can't wait for you to pronounce this song title. They call their version... You got this. De Vogels Just Dans. Uh, mm, yes. 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 Vogels Just Dans. Uh-huh. Or the dance of the little bird. Okay, can I say something before we go into the dance of the little bird? Sure. Okay, so they released this as a single. Yeah. As the B-side of the single. As a B-side of a single. Now, listen, listen. If we ever release a single together, Joe, that song is going to be hot. (laughs) Side A is going to be hot. You hear me? Side B is going to be hot. We're going to put the— They said, (laughs) of all the songs they have— of all the songs they, they had, the they say, you know what? The dance of the little bird, yeah, oh, that's going that's on side that. B. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They don't like side A. They could take side B. I tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what. They knew what they were doing. Absolutely. Yeah, the they sing- did. The single In hit hindsight. The, hit the Dutch charts and stayed there for seven months, marking the beginning of their international success. So if you search YouTube, you can actually find a video of them using the same dance moves that Thomas made two decades earlier. The only difference... These guys actually wore duck suits. Let's take a listen to this version. Oh, yeah, this is a banger. (laughs) 
Mm. Wait for the drop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the bird samples they used? Whew. I'm telling you, it's a hot, right? It took it over the top. So as you can hear, they went back to oompa roots. So yeah. No synthesizers. So a musical producer by the name of Stanley Mills heard the song and liked it so much that he purchased it for American distribution. Now, he figured that the song would be an even bigger hit if he could get some lyrics at work with it. So I, I can just hear his, hear his no. little hamster in his brain right now. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Tobe, I, I, uh, oh, I don't even I know what to say. I feel all okay. this song needs is some words. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it needs. So, okay, well, you, you and I, we like our lyrics. Right. And it, it, whether it's light and fun or if it's, like, really deep and meaningful or whatever, like, give me, give me your thoughts on these lyrics, please. Joe, <laughs> I'm going to make this clear. I'm gonna save my opinion till after after you say them. Okay, read, read them out. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to give them some umpa when I do, read it. Do too. it. Ready? Here, here's, do the, it. here's the chorus. Hey, you're in the swing. <laughs> you're clucking like a bird. You're flapping your wings. Don't you feel absurd? I mean, come on, that's uh, that's good stuff, right? So there. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. All right. Okay, reading these lyrics, it was tough. Okay, because I've heard this song a million times and never knew that anyone would be crazy enough to actually write lyrics to this. What? Okay. I mean, if you're going to put this song over the top. I mean, it, look, <laughs> it doesn't need lyrics. And to me, it's kind of like arguing with your girlfriend. Sometimes you win by saying nothing. Ooh. Nothing. Yeah, truer words True. have never been Tell said. Tell me I'm wrong. You are not wrong there. Yeah, which is probably why none of the lyrics stuck, despite how many polka bands have included it on their records. So instrumental versions of this song began to get traction in polka-friendly cities like our own Cleveland and Milwaukee and Yay. Austin, you know, so all your polka fans are digging right, right. the chicken dance. Right, right. So it was in America where the name of the song transitioned from ducks to chickens. In 1981, during the Oktoberfest in Tulsa, Oklahoma, an actual chicken costume was donated for use at the festival. Now, from that moment, it was known as the chicken dance. Okay. Basically, you're telling me if I came to the studio yeah. with a tiger outfit on and a Riffs on Riffs shirt to match. Where is this going? We could call the moment yeah. Tigerific. Oh, boy. Right? We okay. could do that. We could do that. You know, if we're doing a commercial for, for Frosted Flakes, I think that <laughs> is a fantastic idea. Is that, is that what we're doing here? Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, my name ain't Tony, mm. but it's uh, Toby. It's there, Toby. There is no question that I'm great. Oh boy, like okay. that. My all wife, right, my wife's gonna cringe at that one. Yeah, I I, we all just cringed <laughs> at that one. So, as if as if the chicken dance theme <laughs> was bad wasn't bad enough. All right, so we mentioned how the song became a dance craze in '81, and that's when Henry Hathaway produced an instrumental version again because we we had to get rid of the lyrics. Right. Called it the Birdie Song and released it under the band name. You ready for this? Mm. The Tweets. Woo! This is pre-Twitter. <laughs> it reached number two on the sing. I wonder, you know, if we we should tweet out about the tweets. We should tweet for, about from, the tweets. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It reached number it, two on the singles chart in October of '81, which is the highest it's ever charted. So I guess sadly it's never quite got to number one. Never just, got. Yeah. We've, that's our chance on our B side. Just the fact that this charted at all makes me question the listening public. What did this song beat? That's what I got to know. <laughs> all the rest of that chart, that that's... 
I want to know what it didn't beat, too. Like, what was number one? They've just got to be like, really? So we beat the chicken dance? Like, I guess good on us, but... Man, oh, man. Well, let's hear it. You, you want to hear it? Let's do it. Okay. I, I can't see any more of this now. <laughs> I, can't, I also can't hear any more of this now. Like, I got to I gotta call this call this quits. We got to pull the plug. <laughs> Let me tell you, researching this... At home? Yeah. Oh, my God. The family must have been loving. Oh, my God. They were like, (laughs) Daddy, please, no more. No more. Well, that's what I say, too. So what do you say (laughs) we move on to our second featured artist, which obviously you'll see the connection immediately with the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) Right, obviously. (laughs) And we'll work our way back to the chicken dance connection. So good plan. So the Jonas Brothers formed in 2005, and no surprise here, are comprised of actual brothers Jonas. Paul Kevin Jonas II, Joseph Adam Jonas, and Nicholas Jerry Jonas. They grew up in New Jersey, and I'm sure their exploits outside of music have been well documented on social media. We are going to focus on the music part of their career, starting with their debut single in 2005. Let's have a listen to the song, Mandy. Wait a minute. Yeah, this is a a jam. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah. I don't think that's the Jonas Brothers, man. This sounds an awful lot like uh, Barry Manilow. Yeah, you're right. That song is called Mandy. And it was Barry's first number one hit in 1974. But the Jonas Brothers are a little more rock, you know, sounding than that. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Uh, My bad. I I think I pulled the wrong audio. So let's see if I can. Hold on. Uh, Let me get the right one queued up here. I think, Eric, uh, you got this one. So you said more rock sounding, right? Right. Okay, here we go. Here it is. Yeah, here we go. This is it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What are are we doing today? Listen, yeah. an- again, a great song. Yeah. But definitely not the Jonas Brothers. This is Amanda. Right. Okay, Man- not Mandy at all. No, full name. no, 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 stop. Also a number one <laughs> hit from the band Boston in 1986, but the wrong track. All right. I got I, All right. I got it this time. I mean it. Here is the actual Jonas Brothers debut, Mandy. There we go. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Sure. We got it. I hadn't realized Mandy was such a popular name until now. <laughs> it's about time we got the right track, which mm. also happens to be the name of the Jonas Brothers' 2006 debut album on Columbia Records. It's about time. Well, the album didn't do poorly, but it didn't do great either. It reached number 91 on the charts, and I guess that was not good enough for Columbia, as they were promptly dropped from the label. Well, it wasn't good enough to beat the chicken dance either. <laughs> it's true. That right, it's true. Tell you that right now. Then they signed with Hollywood Records and released their second album, simply called Jonas Brothers, in 2007. Now, on this record, they also re-released the single Year 3000, which is a cover of the same song by the British band Busted. Well, first, let's hear that Busted track from their 2002 debut album of the same name. This song was inspired by the movie Back to the Future. Great movie. Something I wish more songs took inspiration from, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like the chicken dance, it reached number two on the charts. <laughs> Let's hear Year 3000 from the band Busted. Somehow you managed to do the chicken dance to this one, too. I'll find a way. Are you find a way? If there's a beat, I'll find a way. Don't you worry about me. Don't you cry for me, Argentina. I'll find a way. 
<laughs> okay, so now let's hear how the Jonas Brothers covered the song. This version went to number 31 on the charts. In a flat A little different version. A little younger. Their, their voices, man. Yeah. I mean, they they sound young. They, they were young. They were young. I think they changed the lyrics. I don't know if it was this tune or a different song, but because the, they covered a couple of busted tunes, but they changed the lyrics to make them a little bit more boy band or younger, preteen friendly too. Anyway. So in case you were wondering why Busted was okay with having the Jonas Brothers cover their song, here's a quote from bassist vocalist Matt Willis. Dude, they paid my mortgage for four years. I am stoked to bits. Thank you very much, Jonas Brothers. Man, that's all right. That's all right. You can be okay with a lot of things as long as those royalty checks keep showing up. Mm -hmm. By 2007, the Jonas Brothers were branching out. They started doing jingles, including this one for Baby Bottle Pop. What is this? I, I didn't know this was a thing. Who's giving a baby bottle pop? I, I, look, I suppose if you're a baby and, and you don't have teeth, you, you can't rot them with pop, right? So you can just, Stop you know. it. Oh, my God. Well, this is not an ADA-approved message, folks. I'm pretty sure Joe is no way qualified to give dental hygiene advice outside of brush daily. Brush daily and floss. <laughs> and yeah. floss. Well, besides making jingles, the Jonas Brothers were collaborating with Miley Cyrus and doing cool gigs like singing the national anthem at the White House. All of that time in the limelight led to them developing a rabid fan base and paved the way for their musical success. So that's evidenced by their third album, A Little Bit Longer, debuting at number one on the charts. Let's take a listen to their first single, Burning Up, which reached number five on the Hot 100. I do remember this song. Yeah. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Little Michael right there. Yeah, it was on, very much. <laughs> well, this album had another track that charted inside the top ten, so let's hear that one. It's a song called Tonight. They have found their lane. Yeah. Sometimes a little change of scenery, a little, little age, a little time. Yeah, yep. Call that marinating. Marinating. Marinate. So the Jonas Brothers were happy to share their talents with other artists, including fellow camp rock star Demi Lovato. They co-wrote and produced six tracks for her debut album, Don't Forget, which peaked at number two on the Billboard 200. The success continued with their next release, the 2009 album Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, which also debuted at number one on the charts. So let's hear the single Paranoid from that album. Yeah. This is a jam. Joe. Yeah. What are we doing? (laughs) It's Paranoid. I, I am starting to really question your show prep. Okay, this is not the Jonas Brothers. This is Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, you're okay, right. that's true. In their 1970 <laughs> song, Paranoid. Now I'm paranoid <laughs> right now for any other songs that you introduce for the rest of the show. You can tell the difference between Ozzy Osbourne and the Jonas Brothers clearly. Well, I think so. But uh, as Ozzy and Mark Twain have said, 
Of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, fine. Here is the Jonas Brothers version of Paranoid. You're having fun, aren't you? <laughs> I just like messing with you. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate your attempt to keep it real, which is also the name of one of the tracks on Lines, Vines, and Trying Times. Let's hear that. This song's all right. I like the song. Sounds a little familiar. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, that is probably because it's eerily similar to the 1975 song from Maxine Nightingale. Right back to where we started from. I know you know this one, Tom, so let's give it a spin. When it's all right oh, yeah. Trouble, yeah. Oh, we gotta get right back to where we started. Any song where they're clapping this often is, is a good thing. You can keep on, on tempo, Jack. <laughs> And if you feel like you've heard that song before, maybe you're familiar with the 1960s Northern Soul Movement in the UK. There was a band called the Javels, led by a guy named Stephen Jameson, that released this track in 1974. Let's hear the song Goodbye, Nothing to Say. Wow. Yeah. How many riffs can we go on well, on this? Cool jam, though. It is. I need to, I, I'm not super familiar with that whole Northern Soul thing, but I have to go back and dig in and see what I can find. Cause, well, I mean, if you like one of those songs, I'm sure yeah. you're going to like three. all three. It's <laughs> a good chance. Side note, Stephen Jameson went by the moniker Nosmo King, which was mm. a reworking of the no smoking signs backstage. You get it? Huh. Nosmo, no, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm out. That's all I got. It's a true story. Oh, that's good. That's good like that. So what's not random is the continued collaboration between the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato. In 2009, they released the single Bounce, where Demi pays homage to the Black Eyed Peas. Let's first hear how Fergie opens their smash hit, Let's Get It Started. Let's get it started in here. You know, every time someone says Fergie, I can't help but think about her version of the... The national anthem? Man, oh. listen. This place of basketball! <laughs> every time. Yeah. She can sing, though. She can. That she was can just, sing. That uh, was a Bad, blip on the radar. Not good. We all have them. Well, let's hear how Demi does pay tribute to Fergie at the beginning of Bounce. Let's get it bouncing in here. Hmm. She can sing. Back to some crazy synths. Yeah, perhaps not the jam that let's get it started is. No. But, you know, it was a nice little, no. they nice tried. little tribute. They tried. By 2013, the brothers had reached the bane of all bands' existence, creative differences. Oh boy, here we go. They canceled a bunch of tour dates and went their separate ways. Nick did a couple of solo albums, and Joe formed the group DNCE, who had this hit in 2015. This dude can sing. 
It's a great jam. And it's a great jam. So, Cake by the Ocean is what we like to call a euphemism. And we will let the audience determine for what. Hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yep, let that one go. Let it go. So whatever differences the brothers had seemed to have had, it's all been patched up because in February of 2019, they announced the return on social media. The Jonas Brothers were back together, and their first single, Sucker, also became the first number one hit. Let's hear that. This is a great song. I saw them perform this uh, live. Yeah. They killed that. More clapping. <laughs> I just said all that, and that's all. That's sorry. All that you <laughs> I was listening. I was actually just listening to the song, and like, sorry, I couldn't shut off my. No, it's good too. I'm with you. So the album Happiness Begins once again debuted at number one, and that lead single, Sucker, was the first number one by a boy band since 2003. I was honestly, I'm surprised at that, and I'm even more surprised at the band and the song. So let's give it a spin, Tobe, and let me see if you can tell me who it is. Okay, let's do it. Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> bum, bum, come on. This is uh, B2K yeah. and Diddy mm-hmm. and the song Bump, Bump, Bump. Man, I forgot all about that. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. You just redeemed yourself for all that, all, all, <laughs> okay. all that other stuff. Thank goodness. I was getting worried. <laughs> well, now we get to our second featured track, Only Human. And again, to be clear, we are not suggesting that the Jonas Brothers deliberately set out to sample the chicken dance, but the similarities are too good to pass up having a little fun with. Please tell me you made a, a mashup. I mean, that that would make me so happy. Right, come on. Come That's on. what I do. I got you. <laughs> yes. You ready? You ready to hear this? Let's do it. Let's put them side by side. Man, it's got a good beat. And it's easy to dance to. Yeah. Five stars, man. Yeah, Five right. stars. <laughs> Only Human has, has a nice little oompa beat to it. You gotta, you gotta admit that. <laughs> oh man, this kills me. I just, it just like it just cracks me up. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think it's that laid back. It's that whole like offbeat reggae feel, right? Actually, because right. you that that oompa thing, but then you again you've got that offbeat and I don't know. It's just I never put reggae and oompa music together before, but dang if it doesn't work. I mean, it, it's the beauty of music, man. Uh, Like we always say, it's a universal language. Universal language. Uh, Okay. Speaking of which, I think we need to throw a little love to Sweden. I don't know if people realize how much that country influences music here in the States. I think you might be talking about the Swedish producer Carl Johan Schuster, better known as Shellback. He produced the only human track for the Jonas Brothers, but that's not the only hits he's been a big part of. Now, Shellback has co-written and produced 10 10 number one singles, another 15 singles that reached the top 10, and he's won four Grammys. Man. So I'd bet if you were not in the industry, you've never even heard of him. So what do you say we listen to a few of those number one hits and do a little listen and tell? Let's go back to 2008 and begin with Shellback's work with Pink for the song, So What? My son loves this song. My daughter loves this song. Loves so. this song. 
Now let's jump to 2011 and the song Moves Like Jagger by Maroon 5 featuring Christina Aguilera. Another great song. Another great song. Man, this is the dancing episode right here. <laughs> the chicken dancing episode. Man. Well, we all know Taylor Swift is a gifted songwriter on her own, but she's also turned to Shellback for some hits. So let's hear her 2014 number one, Shake It Off. some happy music not bad happy like good happy like yeah like that's a great way to put it too feel good music and yeah this yeah. next one and coming the next up one for kinda sure like, kind of culminates all of that so the last one this is from justin timberlake from the movie trolls let's hear the 2016 hit can't stop the feeling This song is paying somebody's mortgage like for 40 years. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. All those things I shouldn't do, but you dance, dance, dance. So, you know, it's interesting to me. You just said that, oh man, he's making these like feel good, happy tunes, right? So, what's, what's equally awesome to me is that Shellback actually started out as a singer in a Swedish hardcore band called Blinded Colony. Let's hear his work on the song My Halo from their 2006 album Bedtime Prayers. Let's see if it still sounds happy to you. Somebody's hail is broken. Wow. Yeah, so that's him singing. Sounds like 2006. Yeah, right? No, that's true. <laughs> that's a far cry from Taylor Swift, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's actually what I think is really cool. So Shellback had met songwriter and future collaborator Max Martin, who wondered how his metal sensibilities would translate into pop music. And so that sort of, sort of set him on the path to becoming a well-regarded hit maker. Once again, proving that music is music and we should be a lot less concerned about what label it's, it's filed under. Totally agree. Okay, Joe, before I even knew where the chicken dance came from, I knew the dance. It's silly, but yet totally infectious. I used to cater weddings with my mom at the Edison Club in Toledo, and I can't tell you how many times the chicken dance was played and how happy really? the people were just okay. hearing it. All right. I, I mean, every, <laughs> no, every I, time. No, I totally feel you. People I'm almost sure. dropped their wedding cake <laughs> over that. I gotta get on the floor! <laughs> I gotta chicken dance! Well, I'm sure you heard a ton of other songs that got the crowd hyped and booties shaking on the floor, so... <laughs> How about we hear some of those for our bonus material? Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. Let's 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 go back and listen to a few tracks that you typically hear at family reunions or weddings. And you know, we like weddings for one reason. Darn straight, buddy. We love weddings for the cake. By the ocean. By the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I digress. Let's start with a little boogie woogie. We'll take a listen to Electric Boogie by Marsha Griffiths and see if we have room to slide around in here. You can- That mic gets knocked over. Oh we got my, problems. I know. Eric will be upset. Well, let's continue with the line dancing theme. Here's another track that was big back in the day for boot scooting. Mm. Okay, let's check out Billy Ray Cyrus's 1992 hit, A Key Breaky oh, Hearts. We're going back to this one, huh? 
Man, people used to bang this song out of their dorm rooms. Oh my heaven! Ohio State first <laughs> oh year. Oh my like, oh, heaven! Oh it's my about, heaven! It's about what you need to say. Man. Uh, all right, Tob. I got a question for you. Hit me. Who do you call to fix your achy, breaky heart? Easy question. Yeah. Easy answer. Little Nas X. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, think more. Diapers and, and arrows. Mm, baby Hawkeye from the Avengers, <laughs> maybe? Jeremy Renner? Uh, no. Uh, no, my friend. I, uh, I, Cupid. Cupid. Oh, oh okay. That's what okay. we call. So what do you say we get our, our Cupid shuffle on in Let's here? do it. We gonna show you how it goes. To the right, to the right, to the right, to the right, to the left, to the left. I love this song. It just tells you the directions, man. You can't, <laughs> I can follow you along. You can't. I mean, seriously. <laughs> If you can't follow this, come on now. That's what we need to do. We need to put new lyrics to the chicken dance with directions. <laughs> Somebody probably already has and probably still failed. I'm going to one-up you on Cupid and go to wow. the man himself. Mm. What do you say we go back to 1989 and get personal with Jesus? Oh. Courtesy of Depeche I like your style, my You like friend. that? That's good. Get it, Joe. Get it, Joe. <laughs> Doing the uh, Macarena over here to this. <laughs> okay, I, I, look, there's no way I can top that one. So thankfully we are out of time, so I don't have to. So, Tobe, please tell the good people all that we covered today. Well, our first feature track was none other than The Chicken Dance, yeah. and we connected that to the Jonas Brothers and their 2019 single, Only Human. Do you get the connection there? The, you know, The Chicken Dance is Only Human? Do you, do you see that? Mm, yeah. mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. Just humor me. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing inside. So then we worked up a little sweat in the studio and listened to some popular group dance songs for our bonus material. All right. Well, good stuff. We need to, we need to get you know, maybe a five-minute cool down. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so what do we have lined up for our next episode? We're going to go around the way and maybe stay up all night long with the girls. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> you... You got me shook up, shook down, shook out, just just mm. thinking about mm, it. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. All right. It. Well, until then, thanks as always for listening. We'll catch you next time for Riffs on Riffs. Huzzah. Keep listening. Riffs on Riffs is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer, Isabel Robertson. Audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. You can listen to more episodes of Riffs on Riffs by finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit evergreenpodcast.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. I'm your host, Joe Watson. And I'm your co-host, Toby Braswell. Thank you for listening to Riffs on Riffs. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, 
and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.